Drums away. It's another beautiful day. Uh, this day, the 22nd of uh, February 2022. And yes, it's trending issues right here. Special time to talk about uh, trending matters uh, happening right here. Uh, in the world, but especially as relates to Nigeria. Now, uh, for those of you who did not listen in before on the morning show, I said today was special for, uh, because of uh, this particular date, uh, the 22nd day in uh, the second month of 2022 is actually, uh, when written, is a palindrome and also an ambigram, meaning that it's the same thing, you know, read from left to right and right to left and upside down. It's beautiful, actually, if you think about it that way. Another thing that uh, is beautiful is the fact that uh, we have a, a team of analysts right here ready to dissect issues and matters uh, as uh, they see fit and from various perspectives and angle. For those of you listening, and you might recall that uh, uh, the... Academic Staff Union of Universities uh, embarked on a one-month warning strike uh, last week. That was on the 14th of February. Some might say their Valentine's gift to Nigeria. And then uh, it's been a week since then. And uh, now they are set to negotiate with the federal government today based on uh, those uh, events that are taking place right now. They will be meeting with the Minister of Labor and Employment, Chris we have Sake in the building. Sake, good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much, Sake. Sake, uh, you, you, we've expressed optimism at the fact that uh, we are hoping that these particular negotiations and talks will yield something positive. What is your take on this? Well, I hope, I don't know why the FG have to wait till it got to this. Hmm. But thank God there'll be a negotiation today. Hmm. And I hope there'll be the will to fulfill the promise because we know we all know the reason why they are food dragging most likely is because there's lack of fund mm. and the federal government have not been forthcoming with the truth mm. but i just want to add that on the front burner it should be the student union that should be in the forefront of asking that federal government adequately fund the school especially mm. the federal university even the state mm. They have been slack. They have been quiet. Well, the National Association of Nigerian Students I, I, I want to say that, you hmm. see, one of the avenues that the youth will have used as a platform hmm. to reach the government, create, you know, a forum, and then launch that as a political, you know, you know weapon, will have been vibrant students. Hmm. You see, everything doesn't have to be until, you know, uh, other people do what needed to be done for you. Imagine, too, if... Asu mm. is in school, Nasu is in school, mm. and students refuse to go mm. because the facilities are not good enough. Really? And they refuse to go for lecture. Oh, you are saying it. that even I'm before say, this? I'm saying before yeah, this. Okay. Because, you see, you mm. see, we have sat, the youth have sat too long at the back burner. And then they have been disconnected from the reality on ground. They don't know anything about negotiation again. They don't know about politics. They don't know about what we call, uh, what, 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 what do they call that now? Uh, lobbying and mm -hmm. all those things. Mm -hmm. they, they've just learned the language of violence. They, know, they don't know the carrot and stick. Yes, you see, diplomacy and all of been, that. Yes, disconnected over the years. Hmm. It, it shouldn't be every time it should be between fighting the, the council government or the senate. Hmm. The, the youth, that is, that's a big platform for the youth, either for politics or for development that they could use mm -hmm. to gain attention. attention. And okay. then collect their right. These are platforms and opportunities they lose hmm. 
And when there's no continuity in such part, yeah. they get disconnected. That's why most of them are being used as instruments by politicians, you know, just to create a work. And they have their own way. Meanwhile, when you have assets like this, you can build on that and then have a political career from there. Have, you know, we've, we see smart young men. I know of somebody in Futa who have been in the state assembly as a result of hmm. being a student unionist. Mm -hmm. I know of a lady too here who was the vice president who is currently an essay to this current government. Hmm. You could use that opportunity to know how it's being done. Hmm. You could use that opportunity and then you can do it with wisdom and tact. It doesn't have to be, we have to block roads, mm -hmm. we have to do all those Bar things, we have to destroy. Oh, yes. You don't have to. You have to think outside the box and then find a way of getting attention and then having your needs met. Hmm. All right. Thank you very much. We also have uh, uh, S. Egon right here in the studio. S. Egon, good morning. Greetings. Welcome. Thank uh, you. As we're meeting with the Minister of Labor and Employment, Chris Ngigi, Skywalker has always hailed him as an astute politician. And uh, what do you think will come out of these negotiations today? Well, I, I expect that there should be um, some good news. That's my expectation hmm. because I know that, like uh, Skywalker said, Ngige knows how to do his stuff, and I'm sure um, I expect that he should hmm. actually uh, do something that will uh, make Asu decide to calm down a bit. But I know, for instance, that the matter has gone beyond more talks. Hmm. Uh, because wh wh when I mean mortals, I'm not saying that we should not renegotiate or we should not keep talking. But what, what I mean by mortals is that by now the the ASU expects action, tangible action. Yes, tangible you know, action. That you know before they ever uh, talk again. Uh, like okay, don't just say we're going to do. Hmm. You know, do. That's what I mean by you know they they don't expect more talks. That yes. things have gone beyond that. So hmm. we don't expect where they. The government will now come and say, we will do, we hmm. will do. Hmm. No. Hmm. But what they want is, okay, you asked for this, we've done this. Hmm. Um, can you help us calm down? Because yeah. this is what we're able to do now. Hmm. Uh, but we promise you from this time to this time, we will do the rest and all that. Hmm. Uh, making some input into uh, Sake's suggestion or what he said about the students, mm -hmm. I think... He is coming in from the idealistic angle, the fact that that is what is expected because <laughs> things have changed. <laughs> These students are now sharp. If you go around the streets of Akure, for instance, you will see a number of cars with presidency number plates and uh, nuns, mm -hmm. you know, on mm -hmm. it to let you know, <laughs> you know, that things are not how you get my point. Yep. They can't. These people know well not to go against. Hmm. If if at all they want to go against any government, it is just to, for visibility. Hmm. We know the drill. Yeah. You understand? Hmm. You do visibility, and then they now call you that was your issue. That's actually I just wanted to gain your attention, hmm. and then they join the club. Like I said, the student union uh, government primarily has become like the nursery school for the next set of politicians. Yeah. And for me, that's a worrying thing because you want to ask what is there, anyone that is contesting now, like I know that a contest is going on in Futa, for instance, what is your impact on the students? What's, what's your track record on school that will now make us know? So people don't check all these things. So you just come and say that I was a student union activist or a student union government or a rep, student rep and mm -hmm. also them. Mm -hmm. What did you do while you were there? We don't ask the same questions, you know. Just They just come and they say that we 
did it and then that is it you know so let's shift from from that side and mm. don't forget that these people are paying students usually pay mm. you get my point yes you should expect that they get uh, uh, to demand for better services since they are paying but since they are not looking at it from that angle and mm. also that any delay affects them you get my point the lecturers are getting paid so it's not the same impact you know, on on the two parties. Mm-hmm. So I want to keep my fingers crossed. This is where I want to join Skywalker in uh, uh, being the the what do you call it? The cautiously optimistic uh, <laughs> person and say that. Well, let's hope that this meeting, you understand, turns out you know fantastic. fantastic. So, hmm. and that's a good one. Hmm. And kudos to uh, Justin mentioning because I know. Um, some people may have read it in the news. Mm. Um, kudos to Futa and what uh, the Deji of Akura is doing, mm-hmm. you know, concerning uh, our teaching our, hospital. Our teaching hospital. <laughs> and the, the progress is, is interesting. And uh, it's, it's been a, how do I put it? It's, it's been in the works for a while. Mm. And this particular Deji has been very, very, you know, amazing in his input, you know, to ensure that this um, at least this happens in his time, mm-hmm. and we are excited that uh, he he's he's doing that, okay. and it's a, it's a good one. Okay. So I'm sure it should be uh, something of a legacy, yeah. uh, to look forward to re- celebrating mm-hmm. in the nearest future. Okay, uh, this is still trending issues on Twitter Radio ninety three point one FM. We have this every single day on the morning show, apart from Thursdays, uh, but Mondays, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and uh, Fridays right here now. Uh, we were here talking here about uh, two weeks ago or so, but uh, you know, there was, it, was, it was a broad topic where we were uh, talking about the fact that professional workers, especially doctors, are leaving the country at a very fast rate, and uh, the federal government was actually expressing worry uh, over that. Now it seems like uh, over there in uh, Brussels at uh, the 6th EU-Africa uh, conference, uh, the President Muhammad Buhari was lamenting the, the mass uh, migration of youths and is actually seeking in partnerships with European countries to halt the trend. Uh, Sake, what do you think about this particular uh, move, talking about the fact that he's seeking uh, a way to halt the trend of uh, mass migration of the Nigerian youth uh, to US, to UK, to Canada, as we call it, Jackba? You know, I was wondering the turn of events, because you remember during the NMA strike Hmm. and the house officer that our minister was telling us that we have more than enough hmm. uh, doctors. And we were shouting here that the rate at which our skilled workers, not hmm. just medical, are relocating hmm. is worrisome. For me, there's nothing the government can do except to work on the economy, make Nigeria a better place, because you can't infringe on anybody's human rights. It's their right to travel. travel. Is their right to apply for visa, hmm. and if they meet the requirement, they'll be granted. If we are lobbying that foreign embassies should critically look at some people, hmm. you are infringing on their rights, hmm. and there may be a mass reaction to that. Because why will people leave Nigeria in the first instance? I was speaking to a junior friend recently, and the report there was just lambasting hmm. that if Nigeria had been a better place. They need to have relocated and mm. all that mm-hmm. because it, was, it wasn't as if the service condition was not okay. But said there was racial profiling, mm. though it was not so obvious. It was, you know, it was just slight. How 
you have different sets of people working in a particular place. The blacks are just profiled to do the most hazardous in mm. the health factor, in the health system sector. sector, you know. You are treating COVID patients, eight patients, nine out of ten is the black or uh, the Asian they will be put there. You know that kind of say it's an indirect it's a subtle profiling until the person had to react. So the person was lamenting to me that ordinarily at the level he had gotten to here in Nigeria. He will not have relocated, but that's those are the situation he had to deal with it. Hmm. So if the federal government or the president doesn't want people to jack back, let's work on the economy. You see, I have a problem with leadership in Africa. Leadership must have a purpose. Leadership must have vision for the next generation. The political leaders we have, they only make promises. Their promises is just to make us vote and then make them give them a legalhood to the next election. Every gimmick that we do for the next four years is so that we can go back to the ballot and vote for them. When some of them will sit down for two, three years, when it's one year to election, they start grading roads, tiring roads, walk around the 18 local governments mm. if it's on those states like before, visit or buy cars for the, for the kings and all that, visit, you know, do some things. And then... Most of us, we are so impoverished and gullible. So we start shouting again. Let them continue to reign. And then they are re-elected. We have failed to sit them down and ask them, why are you going there? What is the essence of your leadership? What is the purpose? What is the mission do you have? What are your plans and goals? How do you plan to achieve it? If, for example, we will look at on those states, could we hold him to any promises he had made? Did he make any deliberate promise that we can hold him to? After his eight-year tenure, they will just come and tell that we will improve the life of the people. How do you want to improve the life of the people? Oh, I will move the health sector. There's a 3,000 bed sitter here. I'm going to make it a 10,000 sitter. I'm going to put so-so-so-and-so facility in place. Mm. In four years, when you look at your scorecard, we can give you 60-70%. Yes. Like I said there some weeks back, you may not like somebody like Trump, but believe you me, most of his electoral promises, he delivered. Mm. If it's on his promises, you can give him 60-70%. Mm. And that is past. Because what he said he would do, he did. So, so, but how many of our leaders can we hold Somebody tells you that subsidy is a scam. This is the system we are running. We are still paying subsidy. So if we should rate him as he passed, no. Hmm. None of us is a card carrying member of, of any party here. Hmm. Though we are, you know, we, we have the right to vote and we vote. Mm -hmm. But that is the truth. Yeah. We are not saying it because we belong to any party. Mm. But the truth is that if you want to be objective, a leader must be known to want to do something that is on that that you judge him. Judging. Not yeah. just that I will build roads for you. Then somebody do three, five kilometers of a road in eight years. Then he has fulfilled the promise. <laughs> All right. Now let's come to S. Egon on this particular issue. Uh, the, the president actually uh, asked the country at the meeting, asked that they have to uh, you know, create opportunities uh, in Africa right here or in Nigeria right here, actually asking for investors and, uh, you know, more business opportunities to be created right here in Nigeria so as to stem this tide uh, of uh, youths migrating uh, over there to Europe. Now, uh, some people might argue uh, that uh, no one will 
you know solve your problems yourself for for you you can call on people to solve your problems for you you have to uh, create uh, you know avenues and policies and uh, make the economy conducive for these youths uh, to actually thrive here so not just thrive and survive but actually flourish what do you think well first of all i will start on um, that particular scripture that lets us know that the earth is the lord and the fullness thereof that means everything you know belongs to god and it's given to man what that means is that yeah the fact that i was born in nigeria does not necessarily mean that i should die in nigeria you get or the fact that someone was born an american doesn't mean that he or she should die an american the world belongs to man so every man every being has a right to live in any part of the world where he feels he wants to uh, as long as he has the means and it is you understand he's, 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 yeah he, he's legally staying there and all that you know so so if people want to leave the country it's their choice you know they can no one should stop anybody if i decide to leave it's my choice uh, any other person and if those ones decide to relocate to nigeria awesome you get so on that scale i mean on on that uh plane I, I don't see anything wrong with anybody deciding to relocate, mm-hmm. you know, for any reason, as long as it's their choice. But the conversations we're having here have to do with uh, the fact that people are allegedly, you know, in quote, moving because of greener pastures or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they have better systems mm-hmm. and all the rest of them. So we've seen a, a massive uh, move. Uh, from Nigeria, if we check the um, immigration data, yeah. like okay, country to country, mm. what is the level of you know immigration? We have Americans leaving America to move to Australia. Australia. You understand? Australia. To to Canada, we have uh, Australians moving to UK. We have Europe. You know, we have that. But if we talk of numbers, yes, we may not have seen that much numbers. Mm in recent times from africa to all those parts Mm -hmm. why because if you check most of these places that are taking in more people Mm -hmm. check the impact of covid you see this is where you want to uh appreciate people that understand that humans are the most important resource Mm -hmm. and not just coal or oil or any mineral resources but that humans are because a lot of nations lost humans that were manning critical sector Hmm. and they need you know replacement not that they needed they need (laughs) you get Hmm. and we have so it's a gap filling thing so there's a gap and there are people available to fill the gap and people feel that yeah i can take my chances there and they Hmm. are moving so what because i don't understand that statement the truth is i read that headline (laughs) i didn't bother to open it because Hmm. i i I, there there are times when i just don't like to stress myself (laughs) you know but just trying to look into it i'm trying to see okay telling them what that I have a I have a gap and I have people on your side that can fill the gap then I should start up from coming or what you know mm, I, I, I I really don't don't get so uh, people are going to move today people are moving tomorrow people are going to move mm. and more people are going to move mm. as long as there's something to move for mm. at least for now um, I remember the time when we used to have hor- horrid pictures of um, of refugees, you know, drowning in rivers, mm. whether, and it's not. If you check, the, it's not only Africans. It's not only Nigerians. Yes, 
South you understand? I, I mean, uh, the America has their own issue with Mexico people, yeah. you know, uh, trying to move in and all that. Yeah. So, people people will always migrate to where they feel that they stand a better chance. Hmm. It's a normal phenomenon, hmm. and it's not anything that anybody can stop. Okay. Except if what you want to do is ensure that what you have is is better, because for instance, the United Arab Emirates. And Dubai, for example, I don't see any indigenous of Dubai saying that he or she wants to leave the country because and migrate to someone. Ah, <laughs> because those ones, <laughs> according to information that I have, they have been settled mm. <laughs> like they are good. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, in, in such case, uh-huh. okay. but I don't know any okay. other. Maybe the presidency, because he, he must have been at the meeting. That's uh, Skywalker here. He'll, he'll give us insight and able to analyze the mind of the president to us. Now, we also have Skywalker in the building. Skywalker, good morning. Morning. Now, uh, just before you give your thoughts on that, uh, you will just, uh, I mean, give your thoughts on, on, on that particular immigration issue. And then just uh, quickly talk to us about uh, the fact that the NNPC is beginning transshipment charges. Uh, transshipment charges uh, for each transshipment operation for premium motor spirit that is uh, uh, patrol of course now uh, this is going to involve the NNPC marine logistics so the question people are asking is does this put a price or does this increase the price uh, or the, not the, the pump price at filling stations how does this affect people but quickly you can give your thoughts on the migration issue well you see there's nothing wrong with the government asking another government to look at how we can partner in a manner that would you know um, help reduce migration in the sense that you especially in countries where things are working there is nothing whatsoever wrong in saying look you are you are doing well in your country you are giving you know you are providing the necessary uh, infrastructure and all that is it possible that you also come to my country help invest in my country so that we don't have this huge number of people leaving my country to your country thereafter creating problems for you in your country because the the issue of migration is not a problem for africa as it is it has become a problem you know for the europeans and of course the americans at the moment you're seeing the kind of influx that you know they've never seen before especially in europe you saw the very, very ugly situation that happened, you know, just uh, around the time, uh, 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 what's his name, Boris Johnson was, was holding a summit, uh, you know, in Glasgow. And, and you, you had, you know, COP23, you had, you had a lot of people who were trying to cross over to Europe. And then there was a barrier that was, that was put and then people were, were being flogged. People were, yeah. were water cannon was being used, used. To, to disperse people who were not necessarily even Africans. So it's important that these countries also understand that, look, as much as you're doing so much in your country, you have to also look at how to invest in other people's countries so that they don't find a way to come to your country and create problems for you. And that was what America also did with Mexico, even with places like Honduras. Because, again, you have to find a way to invest in those places. There's poverty, there is, there is you know, insecurity, there's... And the American government took it upon themselves to say, look, we must find a way to invest in these other countries and ensure that there's stability in those countries. If not, the problems that they are creating in their own country would overflow to ours. 
So the president is trying to just simply tell Europe that, look, we know that you're enjoying this movement that you're seeing, especially when it comes to intellectual, you know, uh, 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 capital, you know, coming to your country and they're helping you. But you also have to consider these other people who are going through the Mediterranean Sea and they're creating crisis for you. So why then not look at how to also help us grow so that our own economy will be good and then we have less people coming to your country. Mm. Okay. That's the rationale. Mm. Yeah. But if you look at the reality, it's a different thing entirely because even when those people want to help you, whatever they are helping you with, all you are thinking in your own country is how to eat. Mm. They will say they want to come and help you, you know, bring electricity. They would put so much money into helping you, you know, make your electricity a lot better. All you people are interested in. All you are interested in is how you are going to embezzle the thing. Do you know how much the World Bank has given Nigeria at some point to help with this electricity issue? You'll be marveled. At some point, what they now decided to do was to give you transformers. They will buy the thing and come and give to you because they know they give you the money. You will chop it. <laughs> so sometimes, you see, the president makes, you know, yes, it's being presidential. Because when you go to meetings like that, the EU-AU meeting, when you go to such summits, you of course have to say things like that, being presidential. But when it comes to the reality of, you know, what is happening... You think the Europeans don't know what is what is going on in Nigeria? You think they don't have an idea of what's going on in Nigeria? And because you've also not created an environment that would, you know, better uh, 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 promote the culture of investment, you have insecurity everywhere. People are abducting people anyhow. You know, killings are going on everywhere. So how do you want the Europeans to, to come and invest? How do you want them to come and build the factories that you're talking about? Mm. How do you want them to help create the jobs that you're talking about? So at some point, what they most likely will just do is give you interventions which would come in and then some people will sit down somewhere and just simply split these monies and nothing happens at the end of the day. So it, it's saddening that you know Nigeria has found itself in this kind of uh, uh, situation where people are looking for every opportunity to just vamoose and i think for me that in itself is very pathetic because for a country of this large youth population when you talk about mental capacity when you talk about uh, human capital this is where you find them. You find them. In fact, I'm not going to discriminate. I'm not. But I'm, I'm saying that the country you go to where you find some of the best brains in Africa is Nigeria. Yeah. Go all around the world. No respect to Kenya, respect to other places. But I must tell you, go all around the world. You will be marveled at what Nigerians are doing in such places. Hmm. In every industry. Everywhere. Everywhere. From robotics to medicine. Fantastically well. Because, again they have the right environment to grow so mr president before we go and tell those people to help us manage this problem let's see what we can do from inside okay that's uh that's my take yeah and then of course for the nmpc look whether we want to take it today whether we want to take it tomorrow this increase of well it is something that will still happen that's why I have said it before when the government was postponing this removal of subsidy. Because for me, it was not an economic solution to the problem. It, it was more of a political, you know, solution yeah. to the problem. Yeah. 
in fact, it's just a political move. It's, it's not even a solution. Exactly. If you read what the IMF had, had said, if you read what the World Bank has said, the warnings and then the advice that the IMF, I know quite a number of people don't trust all these international you know, agencies, especially when it comes to you know, fiscal policy. But the truth is that when you look at it critically, especially as to this subsidy of a thing, and to the fact that we run back to meet, we don't like IMF, we don't like World Bank, we don't check Inika, we don't check Ba. If you need money, you will go hand in cap ben, you. and go and meet them. You will knock on their door. You will go to World Bank and say, oh, Yanguanu, we need we need so, 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 so money to, to pay salaries. But yet, when they advise you on how best to manage your money, you will say, no, you don't want them. Because they don't have the heart of Nigerians in mind. Mm. When it comes to business, there's nothing emotional about it. It's yeah. either you're making profit or you're losing. And if you are losing, you're, 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 you're of course, you, there is no time. You will just, it will just be a matter of time. You will declare bankruptcy at the end of the day. And that's what we are, we are gradually going to because at the moment they are telling you that, look, you are borrowing, you are borrowing. You are putting it on subsidy. Say it again. You are borrowing, you are borrowing. Some people are just collecting the money and putting it in their pockets. Say it again. You will pack up and leave in just a couple of months. I leave a huge inheritance. So at the end of it all, this subsidy of a thing, it would eventually have to stop. We cannot maintain this. We don't have the resources. We don't have the capacity to maintain this subsidy. Unless we just want to continue to borrow and borrow and borrow and borrow and borrow at some point. Yes, would Nigerians feel the pain? Absolutely. When has Nigerians not felt the pain? Tell me. But when have windows not adjusted? Even in the 70s, when we, we all talk, people will make reference to the 70s. Ah, economy was doing good. Oil was blah, 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 blah. Even at that time, Nigerians were still feeling the bite. Talk more of when we now came to the Babangida and the Abacha regime and when everything started nosediving uh, like a, a rocket that is coming down. When has Nigerians not really, you know, when? What, at what point? Look, really, at what point? Let's have this conversation. Have, have Nigerians really just sat down and said, oh, good, everything is good now? Tell me when. We've always complained. Every time the, the ordinary masses have always felt the, the pain. So it's not going to be different this time around hmm. if we take the subsidy away. away. Because again, unless we just want to mortgage the country to some people, in the couple of years, maybe they will just come and say, oh yeah, let's, unless that. But for now, this is where we are. And uh, NMPC is a limited liability company as they are calling themselves now. They have decided that they are going to, they are not going to, and then uh, depot owners have also increased pump price, pump price. to 180, 180 something. 185. So when the filling station wants to sell, do they sell at 160 when you are buying at 180 something? Well, who does business like that? Systematic. So it's going to still go up. And I've said in Nigeria should prepare. There is no way. It may not be this year. It may not be next year. There is no way it's not going to get to 400 naira. Okay. But it actually fits into the narrative that is ongoing now because if you go out on the street, a lot of the people are of the opinion that this particular uh, bad fuel story was just a ruse. Mm. Mm. You get my point? To increase pump price stylishly. So we can adjust. You get So that people can adjust. And with everything that is happening, getting that one from the marketers, getting this from, you know, it appears as if, well, 
what, what, how do we do it? Let's, let's make a mistake or let's do as if we made a mistake. So at the end of the day, Essigon is the, a father of conspiracy yeah, theories. The no. conspiracy theories win it <laughs> at the end of the day because that's what appears to be playing out if you look at it. We are buying at 220. You, you get well, because people have started buying at 200 now. Even 300. Now. <laughs> 300. Some, some bought at 400. And if, if for instance, let's see, the only thing that can make this conspiracy theory not work is if maybe by next month, the pump price goes back to normal. But if it doesn't go back to normal, if there's no reduction, if there's a shift, then the people have been right, hmm. as in, in their thoughts. Because if you enter taxes, that is the conversation. And I'm looking at that, what you can say, yeah, they say Iran, they just want to push it forward, push it forward. And is that not what is playing out now with all this that are displaying? People's cars were affected. Yeah, I agreed. When we talk about percentages, have we captured the data? Because that's another issue. Hmm. When we say people's cars were affected, see, I came across as in Petro a PMS that shocked me in my life. This period it looks like it. Apart from the smell, that oh, okay, this smells like it was colorless. It was like water. In all, I've never seen Petro that color before, and that's the truth. That's the reality. <laughs> so, well, on behalf of the <laughs> Minister of Petroleum. <laughs> I want to reassure you <laughs> that in the next it's, two or three weeks, okay. it is coming back to 165. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. Let's sentence. take it from yes. the presidency. Yes. Okay. I accept. <laughs> <laughs> now let's come to Sake on this particular issue. Of course, uh, Sake, ever being uh, the business expert at this, looking at the fact that uh, the NPC uh, is now charging these particular amounts. Uh, Skywalker has rightly said that depot owners have also increased their price to about 180, 185 uh, thereabouts. And uh, talking about the fact that uh, we need better leaders to steer this ship. We need better leaders, of course, with, with, with vision and, and, you know, to just to put things in perspective and actually do the work. Like uh, Skywalker would always say, anyone who really wants to work uh, would not, you know, would not, any, anyone who really knows the problem that Nigeria has, would not want to go for the 2023 uh, elections or even become president. And it's coming as Obasan Joy is saying that his generation should step down and let younger people uh, get in, you know, get their hands into this particular politics of a thing. Essie Gondo has made a point saying that uh, when you see NANs and all the student unions and stuff, they're like the daycare and the nursery schools of uh, the, you know, the, the politicians, politicians and the crop of guys we are seeing up there right now. So then, where does this change come from? I'm going to say this that our leadership has a cultural foundation and this is the culture we've imbibed. Here am I, an average man, always playing to the gallery. I lost my father. I go and borrow money, do a huge burial ceremony, paint my house, grade the road, you know, and do all that. And then I'm not able to feed very well myself and my family and all that. A few months or year after I get a huge contract, I go and buy a very big car, obtain a cheap tenancy title, forgetting that one big contract hmm. does not mean you get it every day. Hmm. That's how Nigeria has been, been wrong. We have not come to the reality that government is business. Hmm. If you are a shop owner yes. and you are selling 12 radios yes. and at 200 naira, hmm. and then you make it at 250. Forgetting that inflation will come, you mm. still have to pay. Mm. And then you make 500, 
5,000 naira. Yeah. You can't afford to spend the whole 5,000 naira. Sure. You must think of contingency allowance. Okay. You must think of how to run the shop. Hmm. You must think of if that one radio becomes 300 naira, yeah. how will I still have 10 radio minimum in my shop? Hmm. So you don't spend your future. You can't spend all. We have spent our future ahead. So if a new leader must come, is a leader that must be ready to make us come back to reality and know that we have done Hollywood. We have done Nollywood. We have done all the wood. Now, we have to do reality. Hmm. Reality TV. And reality TV means if a professor has to collect 50,000, if a teacher has to collect 10,000, if a governor has to collect 100 naira, all of us will collect it. If we have to sell those almond cars, we will sell it. Then we will build consciously with the future in mind. And we will be accountable. Accountability means this is how much we are making in oil. This is what is for salary. This is what we are doing. Not that our leaders spend so much money out of, you know, the covering of everybody. Allowances and all that. Then you now show us three million for road. Three hundred million have been spent that we don't know about mm. on your health, on your, you know, on... You don't run government like that. Mm. It will go bankrupt. Yeah. And there will be no future. Okay. So we, and we need... What Abbas Anjan was saying is that they should raise new leader. But this is the question I want to ask. From the 60s to now, when have our leaders consciously raised another set of leaders? Through which means, are they? Hmm. We have not. We have not. Okay. We have not. And we should be deliberate. Before I hand over to... If you look at the legacy, the former presidents in America, Clinton yes. was in White House before he became the president. Hmm. There was some... You see some level of exposure to leadership, gradual. Yeah. Obama, at one time, you saw him in the corridors of power. Here, what happened is that if you are being used in the corridor of power, if another opposition is coming, they may just use you to checkmate that person. Hmm. Not that they prepare you. And that's why when those young people that we think they should represent us in March, they are victims of power play. They are not prepared to take over. They are, they are just used to checkmate somebody. They are not prepared for leadership. So they mess up. Okay. All right. And that's a very interesting take right here on uh, Trending Issues. Still for Radio 93.1 FM. Now let's come to some issues uh, of insecurity. Now you might recall that uh, uh, about eight months ago, a couple of girls uh, were actually abducted uh, from the federal government's college, Bernin Yari, in the Kebi state. And uh, now we are hearing that uh, these girls, or reports uh, have come out to say that these girls, after failed negotiations uh, with uh, the government, have been married off uh, to these bandits, these, these abductors. Uh, although the Kebi state government has come out to actually debunk that, saying that they know of no such thing. Uh, we are also going to talk a little bit more on, on, on this matter and uh, the fact that, uh, you know, gunmen seem to be, you know, on a rampage right there in the north once again. Skywalker. Uh, well, you see, when you say rampage in the north government, that's no news. Uh, it seemed like it died down. No, it did not. Bit. It is not. It's just that we were not getting the reports like we would usually get yeah. them. Mm. Okay. The truth is that the killings never, you know, never, never stopped. stopped. No, 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 N- never. Not, not at any point. In fact, there was an attack that happened uh, in Sokoto recently, where some people went. Well, they called them bandits. They went to a village, ransacked the place, set the place on fire. fire. You know, shot anyone they could shoot at sight, and then took away some other people. Hmm. And now they are demanding for ransom. 
the Briniari situation that we are talking about, this thing happened over eight months, months ago. ago. So if you have children in the hands of, hmm. you know, I don't get how we have, you know, a country where we have become so, I don't know, maybe we call it senile or so lethargic. Lethargic is the word actually. So nonchalant. Insensitive. Insensitive. That we just, at the at this slightest opportunity, we forget quickly we are on to the next thing we are on to the next show we are on to the next and then that's why you see movies coming out every day in series mm. because they know that all they just need to do to distract nigerians it's, is just to put out something before you know it everybody has forgotten that we how can you have children nigerians in captivity for over eight months and everybody is moving on as if nothing is happening. in fact the government i'm sure would probably have forgotten that there's we even have you know so, if reports are saying that these girls have been married off, why wouldn't you believe it? Hmm. Because how do you keep girls off? And then you know that these bandits are randy. You know that they are not just going to be looking at these girls and just allowing them, you know. They will marry them. If they don't marry them, they will sell off some of them. Hmm. We have seen that happening. I mean, that happened in, uh, in Chibok. When those Chibok. Chibok. Have we found all of them as, as, as we are talking about? We have all forgotten. We have moved on. Hmm. Leah Sharibo. Have we all not moved on? Hmm. So that's that's a country that really, you know, breeds. Uh, uh, how how do I call it? Breeds failure, mm-hmm. breeds mediocrity. mediocrity. Because we never hold government to to any standard. But again, you come back to what we're even seeing in the southeast is is a horrible, horrible thing. You know, from each time I read stories about how you know security officials are are killed, you see some of the videos, mm. you see some of the very callous mm. nature mm. of these killings, and I think. Without missing words, this is my opinion. The government has to do something about this. Yes, there's a problem with banditry in the north. I get it. But what is happening in the southeast is unacceptable. As well. Completely. NDLEA officer was killed just recently. Did you see what they did to that businessman who was just quietly going back to his base in Port Harcourt? They went there, attacked him and shot him dead. That was on Saturday. Saturday. And then a judge, a judge an appeal, in Imo appeal. State, just for the wisdom of not sitting in her car, that she sat in another car, that was what saved her life. If she had sat in her SUV, she would have been killed. Any person they feel is a government person, or they just see you driving an SUV and they suspect that. Look at what they did to Dollar Akunyili's uh, yes, husband. Uh, husband. husband. So what's the crime in driving, in riding uh, an SUV? Was the crime in being a police officer who's just minding his business at a police checkpoint? Mm. And then again, you look at the killings that also happened uh, when NSCDC officers who were bombed. bombed. This security thing for me just cuts every, undercuts everything else that the government has done by way of saying, oh, we have done real, we have mm. done this. Yes, yeah. those things are good. We have seen some of them. We give you kudos. But as long as these killings, you know, are Point happening, point. for me, I think, I don't know how you want me to rate, you know, your achievement. Mm. When you when you provide road, who is going to ride on the roads we if people are killed? So, what are we talking about? Speaking of the fact that you have rightly mentioned that it's not just happening in the north, it's also happening in the southeast as well. And uh, I think uh, Sarke will just give his last thoughts on this because I know Essigon uh, likes to you know, disengage himself from such conversations at all points in time. But uh, Sarke, let's talk about the fact that quickly IPOB is uh, blaming uh, the southeast governors, uh, saying that they are actually benefiting from the closure of markets 
uh, and banks on Mondays, uh, saying that the reason this is still going on is because of uh, the Southeast governors. Do you think? For me, I think whatever is happening in the Southeast, we should hold the political leaders, okay. the traditional leaders, and the religious leaders accountable because there's no justification for whatever is happening in the Southeast. If you are lobbying for secession, there are legal ways of doing it. You don't achieve secession by destroying properties and human life. And then you are far away from the seat of power. There's no communicate. There's no way in which you are communicating anything except destroying each other, creating havoc and fear in that place. It doesn't make sense. For me, it doesn't. Whatever is happening there doesn't make sense. And for me, I don't know how a governor will be comfortable and will be giving excuse when such thing is happening under your watch. You could have done something, set up a security outfit like we've done Amotekun here, flush out, get them arrested, get do whoever are behind this, get them behind bars. That's the way to go. That's all we can take for today on uh, this show on uh, the trending issues for today. Uh, News on the Globe is up next. Make sure uh, you stick into Futa Radio 93.1 FM.